Hey guys, in today's episode, I have an amazing interview with one of my friends and favorite shufflers, Amir. We discuss how he got his start shuffling, what tips and advice he would give to beginners, as well as what the EDM scene is like for us in New York City. We also discuss Ultra's cancellation and why we are still incredibly hyped to attend Miami Music Week. So let's get into today's episode. Welcome back, you guys, to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I'm your host, Emma Capotis. Thank you all so much for joining me this week. Happy Wednesday. I am super excited to be bringing you guys this interview today. We are finally talking about shuffling, which is something that has been very much requested and a topic that I am actually super interested in as I am a novice shuffler. (laughs) I would call myself that. Uh, I dabble in it a little bit at music festivals, but I, I truly love to dance and I think it's such a cool part of the EDM community. So We're talking about it today, and I have a good friend on, Amir. You guys are going to love him, I promise. But before we get into today's episode, I, of course, want to say thank you to everyone listening. I genuinely appreciate you guys being here and checking out the podcast. Uh, I would really appreciate you guys rating and reviewing on iTunes. Throw a couple stars. Write a quick note if you feel so inclined. You guys can also follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at RaveCultureCast and at Emma Capotis. And if you want to watch on YouTube, go over to my YouTube channel, Emma Capotis, and subscribe over there. Join the family. I have tons of other videos and fun stuff all in the music festival and EDM space. So feel free to go browse around there. And lastly, please make this your story today. Share it on Instagram stories, put it on Twitter, on Snapchat, blast out a link to your fam today. I really, really appreciate you guys spreading the word. So thank you all so much for doing that. And let's get into our listener of the week, you guys. Uh, Before I announce who it is, I just want to remind you guys that you can send in nominations for our listener of the week. This is somebody that listens to the podcast, uh, maybe a friend, somebody that's in your Ray family, a loved one that you really just want to shout out. Um, They've made an impact on your life or the community and they're doing good things. And that's the type of people that we want to highlight and talk about. So you can always send in nominations for listener of the week to raveculturecast at gmail.com. That's raveculturecast at gmail.com. So let's read this week's listener of the week. Okay, so this one is very special and I'm excited to share this one with you guys. So our listener of the week is Kyle Fassberger, who I am familiar with via Instagram and social media and just, you know, I try and have conversations with you guys as much as possible and always be available to you if you ever have questions or just want to reach out with any feedback. So Kyle said... Uh, He's been a big fan of my podcast and my content for about a year now. He discovered my channel in preparation for his first EDC Las Vegas last year and said it was a life-changing experience and he doesn't foresee missing an EDC Vegas for a very long time, which I feel that. Um, A little bit about himself. He's a corporal in the Marines, which is incredible. Thank you so much for your service. 
serving as an MV22 crew chief at VMM774 in Virginia. He said, as I type this out, I'm actually deployed in southern Spain and northern Africa area. Wow. I'm lucky that I should be home in time for EDC this year. I look forward to it literally nonstop. Anyways, I love your podcast as well and would love to hear a shout out on it. Keep up the great work and keep killing it. Have a good day. Peace, love, unity, respect, Kyle. Wow. Genuinely, thank you so much. One, for listening to my content, for being a subscriber, but for your service to our country. That's absolutely incredible. And I can't believe people are abroad listening to this stuff. It's like surreal. But that is so cool. I'm happy you are a part of the EDC Las Vegas fam. You get it. You truly understand how life-changing it is. And I can imagine how it's important to have something like that to look forward to and keep your mind on with everything else going on in your life. So I hope you have the most incredible time at the festival this year. I'm sorry I won't be there. Um, But again, thank you so much for being a part of the family. I am lucky to have you as our listener of the week. And yeah, really appreciate you being here. So Thank you so much, Kyle. You are our listener of the week. Okay, next up, um, upcoming submissions that I am looking for. I want to hear from my parents who rave. So I want to do a full episode dedicated to people who are parents, who have kids no matter what age, who still find the time to balance in raving and attending music festivals. What is that like for you? How has your life changed now that you've become a parent? And, you know, do you incorporate it into your family? Do you share that part of your life with your kids? Uh, I need to know for future (laughs) because that's literally going to be me. I'm going to be a literal rave mom one day. So I really want to hear your stories and what your experiences have been like. Um, I'm also just super curious, like, do you feel any judgment? Do you feel like other people in your lives aren't in the scene and look at you differently? Because that's something that I personally struggle with and wonder like how that's going to change for me one day so anyway please email in your stories raveculturecast at gmail.com cannot wait to hear from my parents on that one okay so let's get into today's episode you guys so like i said i have an interview here with amir he goes by at i.am.long on instagram please go send him a follow over there show him love and support uh I wanted to have him on because he's just so full of life. He's such a fun personality. And I actually just met him recently in February because he is also a part of the Lunchbox team. He runs our TikTok account and has been really incredible at posting really fun original content on there and also some shuffling content because he is a shuffler. And so we had a filming weekend in early February in New York City and he came there and that was the first time I met him and I instantly connected with him and I was like, this guy is so much fun. He's hysterical. So I was like, you got to come on the podcast and we got to talk about (laughs) your shuffling skills. So I'm super excited to have him on today. So quickly, a few of the things we're going to be covering in the interview. Um, We talk a lot about the rave scene and just like EDM community in New York City and in Brooklyn because we're both local to the area and I just find it interesting especially if some of you guys aren't from around here um, I wanted to talk a little about what it's like for us and the places we actually go to on the weekends and how that's changed over the years and a huge bulk of what we talk about as well of course is shuffling I had gotten so many emails asking me to talk to a shuffler and just introduce the topic cover it on my YouTube channel, do videos about it. So yeah, so we're talking a little bit about that. Um, Just to give you guys my history and my background with shuffling, um, it's just genuinely something I've always wanted to learn. Like as I went to more 
festivals and things like that and saw people shuffling I was just like I think it's so fucking cool they look awesome they look like they're having so much fun and I just wanted to learn it I needed to know the basic steps and just try and figure that out first to sort of like work up on my confidence and courage to just like jump out there at shows and like start dancing so I personally have a dance background but like it was more when I was really young into like middle school high school so it definitely took me some time to learn some of the basic moves and what I personally did was I just watched YouTube videos and I tried to get down the basic steps like the running man and the poly pocket and like a couple different things like that and you just practice I do it in my house all the time like you just kind of got to get the moves and practice it because practice makes perfect so I like highly highly encourage anybody who's like really wants to learn to just like watch some videos watch some TikToks and just practice around your house you know so Amir is just going to talk about that and he's going to talk about how he got into it some things he recommends and tips and advice for beginners and a little bit about some of the shuffle meetups and things like that that he does locally And lastly, Amir and I are going to be discussing the brand new breaking news that Ultra Music Festival was postponed or canceled, if you look at it that way, until 2021. So just to give you guys some background, Amir and I actually recorded this episode about a week ago. About a week ago, a week ago. (laughs) And then we talked a lot about how excited we were for Ultra and what our plans were. And then unfortunately, this news just broke today. So... The second half of this interview was actually recorded with Amir today and we are discussing what happened with Ultra, how we feel about it, our thoughts on the whole situation and we also plan on attending Miami Music Week still. So we're sharing our plans for that. We're telling you guys why we're so hyped for it, why we love Miami Music Week so much. So if things seem a little disjointed, it's because this episode was essentially filmed in two different parts. So that is what we're talking about today. I'm extremely hyped to share his story. You guys are going to love him. So let's get right into the interview. Yeah, to get started, can you just sort of do like a quick intro to yourself, like where you're from, what you do, and any favorite artists you have? I'll throw that in there. <laughs> okay. Um, my name is Amir. My Instagram is uh, I'm Long. I am a shuffler. I uh, I love EDM. I um, ooh, this is kind of hard. Where are you from? I'm from Brooklyn. Yeah, no, I was born and raised in Brooklyn. Um, my mother is Puerto Rican and my father is Egyptian. Whole mix. Um, it's uh, really good food. So yeah, dope. Yeah, I'm I'm a college student. So I'm, I'm doing that and I work a couple jobs in between, you know, got to pay for music festivals somehow, mm-hmm. tuition. So yeah. yeah, just a little bit of the journey, um, trying to figure out who I am and, uh, you know, the question of how to combine passion with a career. Mm-hmm. Like it's, uh, it's one of the hardest things I feel, but you know, if you can make it happen, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't feel like work and that's the goal for me. So yeah, hundred percent. And what are you in school for again? Right now, I'm in school for marketing business. Okay. Yeah, I market myself, so might go hand in hand. So. Yeah, no, no, it's good to have that background anyway, and and you're in school like in the area too, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Uh, I go to school here in uh, Baruch in Manhattan. Okay. Uh, you know, it's pretty tough, but only got like a year and a half left, I believe. Okay. That's not bad. And it's good because you are local to everything too, because I definitely want to talk a little bit about like the music scene in New York as well. And you mentioned Tupel's events that he has. But um, before we get into that, what first got you into EDM and like the music festival scene? All right. 
I'm gonna paint this picture. You guys, <laughs> so 2016, your boy never listened to EDM in his life. All right, I'm in college. I'm working as a bike messenger, and my coworker goes, "Yo, you want to come to EDC?" It's like, "What's that?" He's like, "Yes, it's like festival. It's uh, it's two days. It's pretty fire." And then I go on like YouTube and see like clips of Ultra at the time. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Yo, this is lit." <laughs> so I save up like a couple weeks pay and I buy like, you know, I just got the one day, the Saturday mm-hmm. and I show up and no lie, I walk to main stage by myself and I see like 50 shufflers throwing down. Oh, wow. I have to, I have to learn this. This is fire. <laughs> um, I always grew up dancing as a kid, you know, it wasn't really like, um, something I did like professionally. It was, uh, it was, uh, something, you know, like at school we did like school dances or, my mom played Spanish music at the crib when she cleaned and I danced there. Um, nice, yeah. So it was something I always loved doing. Um, and uh, yeah, EDC New York, uh, I walked, I met up with my friends and walked to Marshmallow set. That was when Marshmallow had like his OG trap set. Yeah, those are so good. <laughs> um, yeah, after that, I was just like inspired to just keep doing this. It, it was, I never felt the, the, the euphoria of, you know, like a crowd like that screaming when a song drops and just the natural high of it, you know, I just got addicted to it. And unfortunately, that was the last EDC New York too, because I went to that one. That was my first and only one. And then they discontinued. I was so long. Yeah, I think it was due to, uh, I'm not going to quote this, but or confirm it, but I think it was just because it's so expensive to Mm -hmm. throw a festival in New York, Mm -hmm. especially at that, uh, at City Field or like MetLife, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they could just invest that money in Vegas, you know, their biggest, it wasn't making enough. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah and the venue was kind of tricky. I feel like they did a good job with what they had because um, I had done EDC Vegas. It's just a completely different vibe because it was in sort of like this parking lot and it still had the same energy and the stages and stuff were really cool. But I just remember it was happened to be freezing cold that weekend and like, it just, it didn't feel like the same as some of like the other venues EDC has, but still like, I, I want them to bring it back so bad, even if it's not yeah. at City Field. Just like one more time. Yeah. <laughs> like it was my first festival. Like I was at main stage the whole time. Yeah. I would have been balls deep at Neon Garden like eight percent <laughs> of the time if like I knew what I knew now, but. Right, right, right. I know, I know. Well, they announced, I mean, Pasquale's like state of insomniac he did. He said, I don't know if it was this year or next year, but EDC was going worldwide and they said they were planning to expand it. So I don't know if that means more in the United States versus more like globally, but I'm hoping they bring something back. Yeah, because like, I know they have EDC Orlando, so that's technically their like East Coast Mm -hmm. um, festival, but I don't know. I've always looked at EDC New York being like even bigger than EZU. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, it definitely was. No, Insomniac is just so special, like Mm -hmm. company itself. Um, the production that they put out, just, you know, how far they go with, um, you know, not even just the stages, just, you know, like stuff like Pixel Forest at Vegas or like mm-hmm. the, the, um, the big statue of art that they put up everywhere. Yeah. It's, it's just the whole atmosphere that they create and I love it and I wish I could have it here, but no. yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll figure it out. Yeah. But so for people, because we're local to the New York City area, like that's where I go to shows in Brooklyn as well. But for people listening who aren't from around here, 
like now, can you describe sort of like what the music scene is like and what we have access to slash like what are the the venues that you go to now to like listen to EDM? Okay, so this scene like died out in New York uh, like a few years ago and then it started picking up again because, you know, like I think it was 2017, Webster Hall closed. Right. And, uh, you know, Avon Gardner wasn't open yet, really. Like it wasn't known. So we didn't have any like, big venues or anything like that. It was just um, Shemansky and like smaller venues. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of bummed out, you know, like I didn't have, uh, we didn't have like access to like amazing venues anymore. And then Avon Gardner, which is uh, I believe our best venue here. um, It opened up and the Mirage opened up in the summer, which was amazing. Mirage is my favorite place. It feels like I'm in Miami. There's like palm trees. I don't even know why. And I remember, like, my favorite time at the Mirage was, it was Chris Lake back to Mike Fisher. Mm. Right? Yep. And I'm on stage, and Fisher's mom is next to me, and she's like, oh, my God, I love your dancing, in this, like, Australian accent. And I was like, that is so cute. Oh, my God. Right? <laughs> yeah. And she starts dancing with me. So right now, like this, the whole time, <laughs> it, was, it was nostalgic. It was amazing. Um... Yeah, no, it's, uh, so Avant Gardner Mirage, um, something that I go to very frequently, and Quantum is a smaller venue, but it's very, like, uh, intimate, like, the vibes, that's where it's his event. Okay. Um, and, uh... So it seems to be growing then, right? Like, I mean, that's what I would say, it definitely seems to be, like, there's more and more EDM being played, but primarily in Brooklyn versus, like, Manhattan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like Brooklyn has a space, you know what I mean? It kind of seems like, from my perspective, I was doing shows for the last few years, and you're right, with New York, with Manhattan, it was like Terminal 5, which, still love that venue, went to so many cool shows there, but it's more of like a concert venue to me, right. and then we went to this random place called the Flash Factory, I think it was called, which wasn't open that long it almost looked like a church inside it was really cool lasted maybe like a year or a couple of months and then now we've been traveling primarily to Brooklyn but I feel like it's because they have all the empty warehouses there so they can sort of do whatever and then they can go until like five in the morning if they want to which is like I feel like uh like there was definitely issues with you know it's New York City everything's so close together so then you have you know, the noise complaints and you have these, uh, you know, restrictions of laws that I feel like, you know, were in place because venues like, I mean, Webster has been open for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, that venue, like over a hundred years. Yeah. So, you know, like the noise complaint, it, I mean, it wouldn't really affect, but you definitely need to be like out in the middle of nowhere kind of mm-hmm. for, um, as big of a venue for Avant Gardner and just straight warehouses out there. Right. That's why that worked out, you know. Yep. We're lucky, too, because I'm I'm sitting here thinking also, like, we're literally in New York, so we have access to fucking everything compared to somebody listening right now who's probably in, like, middle of America. Like, fuck you guys. (laughs) Like, I literally don't. I get one show, like, every month. So we are lucky that so, so many artists come through. Like, we definitely have something going on, like, every single weekend. Right. It's kind of nice because then we can go as often as we want and see all these people. Right. Yeah, I do. I do consider us very, very lucky, you know, yeah. compared to like, you know, some cities, it's not very, some cities, the, the race scene isn't that big. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, the venues aren't big and they don't have the same atmosphere. So I do consider us, ourselves lucky for yeah. sure. 
Did you ever go to Output? Mm, I went once. I did go. That was, <laughs> output was a vibe. I know. I yeah. wish I went. If you got, so anybody listening who doesn't know, it was this venue in Brooklyn that was a similar kind of thing. It was cool. They had an indoor venue that was like two floors, and then they had the rooftop, which they opened up during the summer, which was like my fucking favorite. It was so cool. They had like a different, they decorated it all out and like went all out. Um, but they had a rule where you couldn't, you, if you got caught recording on your phone, they made you put your phone away and they would like yell at you. So it was nice because it, it just was like reminded you to just go there and enjoy yourself and have fun and like not be recording the whole time. So I personally loved it. And sadly they closed down over a year ago. Mm -hmm. RIP output. <laughs> output. Yeah. No, there's something about like, like I remember standing in the back of that crowd mm -hmm. and I saw nobody with their phones, like going like this recording. Yep. Everybody was just vibing. So you know? fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was primarily like they obviously were really big with getting like underground artists. So I feel like they did have a lot of house and techno, but yeah. every now and then they would throw in. I, I saw Flosher Damas there. It was fucking crazy. Wait, you went to the Flosh show? Yep. <laughs> but it's like really, it's a small venue. I mean, yep, it was crazy. He played, oh. I'm trying, I don't even know. I saw uh, Nicole Mudaber. Is that how you say it? Mudaber. Robert, there Robert, yeah, yeah, saw yeah. her. She played open to close. Like, that was, like, really cool moments. So Hell yeah. I kind of wish they brought that back. <laughs> definitely reminds me of, like, Miami, like, space vibes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because, I mean, New York, our scene is growing, but Miami, they party till, like, 10 a.m. You know really? what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I remember I went to Time Warp, and it's, like, 7 a.m., and, wow. the, you know, all my Miami people are still stepping. I'm about to have an aneurysm. I'm like, <laughs> I'm tired, right? Yeah. And, you know, I was like, you know, they that's what they do. They go all night. And, sure. You know, oh I remember God. being in Miami, and um, I got back to my friend's house at, like, 11. I was like, yo, I'm so sorry. We're going to be late. Mm -hmm. Like, boo-boo, take a nap, bro. We're going at, like, 3. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, you really have to have a lot of energy for that. Oh, yeah. Oh man. Well, yeah. so I, I definitely want to talk to you about your dancing because we've had a lot of requests on here to talk about <laughs> shuffling in general. Um, yeah. So yeah, so you kind of talked about it a little bit, but did you have a background in dancing or is this something that came to you like later in life? I mean, I always grew up dancing. Um, right. It's kind of like the whole family. Uh, mm -hmm. My sisters dance. My sisters are, I think they're amazing dancers. You know, they, they have so much potential. And it's just because, like, it's kind of like a swag that we grew up in. Like, growing up in Brooklyn, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's very, like, heavily hip-hop and Spanish-influenced, you know what I mean? Right. And our mother is Puerto Rican, so mm -hmm. um, we always grew up on, like, listening to J-Lo. Right. Um, like, you know, cleaning the house to music, and it's just kind of like who we are, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was never, like, taking dance classes or anything like that. I suck at choreo. Um, okay. Yeah, no, I tried Matt Stefanina's class once. <laughs> I was like, nope, not doing this. Okay. <laughs> um, it's it's because choreo is uh, not bashing choreo at all. It's it's really right. tough. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's the whole memory of it. That's right. So, right. Yeah, I've been dancing since maybe I was five, something like that. Okay. Yeah, and then it just well, it seems like it's picking up steam because obviously shuffling's been around forever. Um, I'm not, I'm curious like how versed you are in it because I feel like for me, I just have picked it up just from being in the scene, and I'm not that great at it. I tried to take Elena Cruz's class in the city now that she's doing the shuffling classes, yeah. and I was the opposite of you. I like needed the choreo, and then I nailed it. But like when I'm freestyling on my own, I'm just think overthinking it too much. So sometimes I like 
fuck it up because I'm just like. I I completely feel you. I feel like in that sense, when it's like a freestyle for me, I'm thinking about the music. Right, right, right. For me, I don't really particularly think about the moves itself. I'm not thinking about what I'm doing. It's just kind of like, I know this song. I know this beat. Right. I'm going to just feel it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's basically, you know. But uh, Elena is definitely one of the biggest stepping stones in, like, the Shapes shuffle, uh, like, scene. Like, sure. As it grew. Um, she had uh, a lot of impact. But, uh, wait, I'm sorry. What was... Uh, no, no, I was just talking about them in general. Like, her, actually, her and, like, Van Seco are, like, the two really big ones that I think of. But it had, like, I don't know. Have you seen, like, it grow in popularity? Obviously, because of social media, for one, but just oh. in general. Bruh. It was, uh, <laughs> so I started, like, around the beginning of 2017. I joined the New Empire Shufflers team okay. in uh, New York. Yeah. Uh, I remember going to a meetup. You know how much I was, like... EDM is fuck. You know how much? I went to a shuffle meetup with Candy on. All right. Nice. (laughs) And I was like, you know, I went by myself. I was nervous. I was like walking around the meetup and like not going up to them because I was like, I was so shook. But uh, this guy named Devin, he is, uh, he was the one who started Shuffle NYC. Okay. And he, uh, he uh, basically, he was the most kind humble person you could ever ask for super um encouraging and you know the fact i feel like that very moment where it wasn't like there wasn't no tension or it was just about having a good time and him bringing me in Mm -hmm. that moment how it went so well transpired into me continuing want to do it to the point that i am now because yeah that's really what it's all about having fun and having a good time yeah who would have known that these existed though like i because I, I could be wrong. Like, I just have been seeing the shuffling classes pop up more often. Right. Because um, I would definitely do more, like, if they keep continuing having them in the city. Um, but then I met a girl at Elena's class, and she, and I was talking about it, and she was like, oh, we have a shuffle, like, group here, so you don't have to just do classes. You can come to one of our meetups. And I was like, yeah. I never have known that these <laughs> were, like, a thing. God, really? Yeah. I've yeah. heard of the two you mentioned, though. Right, yeah. No, we have uh, the biggest, like, per- like, like, Shout out to Nameless. Nameless is a new shuffle team. Okay. Um, they throw like banger meetups. Like oh, it's wow. like 50 people deep. And like I was a little skeptical because like I started not going to meetups anymore because they weren't like how they used to be. Mm-hmm. And then Nameless started throwing them. And then uh, my boy Chicken, he was like, yo, like just try it out. Just come to one. You know what I mean? And he's somebody that I like when I started shuffling, he was there. You know, he was a, he's an OG for me. Mm-hmm. And um you know, he brought me out and uh, it just like the vibes reminded me of how it used to be. You know, people were coming up to me and asking me like, you know, it's all about learning and having a good time, good music and mm-hmm. everybody laughing and smiling. Right. Um, so like, yeah, shout out to Nameless. They do a really good job with that. So what yeah. is, so what's it like at a shuffle meetup? Like say you're an absolute beginner. Right. Is it, is there a difference between going to like something where they're going to teach you like the basic moves you should know versus showing up to a meetup where they might expect you to already like have a basic understanding? Well, I feel like what I would do, right, mm-hmm. is because everybody's going to be there dancing and nobody is going to turn you away if you ask them for help. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. Yep. So if you see someone particular that you like their style, like ask them to teach you a move or two. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. And like, that's what I did. Um, 
is my homie Lost Boy. My my style like kind of derived from him. You know what I mean? And he was teaching me his spins and his aggressive because I love he he does like um um like get in light dance like a get light dance. Uh, I forgot what it's called like light feet dancing. Okay. So that's something that I grew up watching in school. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He combine he fuses it with shuffling, um like the the swag and I love that. Right, so, right. You know, and you'll also as you go to more, you'll bond with with people more and you it'll become more comfortable because i know it's like nerve-wracking of course yeah that's 100 percent. you know nobody's there to judge or anything like that we're all just here to have a good time and you know do what we love to do because it's fun yeah no, that's, that's true and i feel like if anything i mean i just looked at a couple of youtube videos too just to like learn the running man and like the basic things that like you should know and you just practice it at home too until you pick up like some of the basic moves yeah, I, uh, it's uh, it's definitely good to like have like some sort of a uh, base for sure. Um, right, right. Like I feel like that's what's most important, you know, having that, and then you kind of spread it out with, you know, you want to work on the spin, mm-hmm. you want to work on, uh, um, you know, a different style of a running man, or you know, right. it uh, it takes it definitely takes time, you know, but it's all about having fun. If you're not having fun, then you know, then something's off. You know what I right. mean? That's always the root of why you do this, you know? Yeah, for sure. Do you have a favorite? Well, so what's your favorite sort of like music to shuffle to? Any favorites? <laughs> well, personally, Tech House is home. You know what I'm saying? I love Tech House. But like if I was going to go aggressive, probably like minimal tech. Mm. Minimal tech is like, I don't know. It's 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 not techno. It's it's more of like a... um like. Because techno has more of a darker kick, you know, minimal tech is like the kick slaps more. So it's like more bouncy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll, nice. I'll show it to you um, next time I see you. I got you in Miami. Yes, please. Oh my God, please do. Sure. It's, there's definitely different styles. And I know um, like in Elena's class, she, oh God, I'm going to butcher it. She was like, the song we picked was a certain BPM. We danced to Tokyo by Blau. And she was like, honestly, if you just look up the BPM or whatever of a song that's similar to this, you can do this dance to like any song essentially, or these moves. So I was like, okay, now I'm only going to be able to shuffle to Tokyo by Blau. <laughs> that's the only choreo that I know. Well, most, most songs are about 128 BPM. That's like the, go- okay. like it's in that area. You know what I mean? I so that count will always still be the same. It's the mm-hmm. pulse of the song. Sure. You know, that's how you start to incorporate musicality when it okay. comes to um because you know it's going to be on the four count and you know when like there's certain emphasis in the song that's coming so that's when you could do like a crazy like like a uh, right. like a style like type of move and then go back into a running man you know right right it becomes muscle memory sure 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 yeah. so when so now let's take this to festivals so what's like how would you win over a shuffle circle <laughs> Over a shuffle circle. Amir has some amazing videos. You guys have to go watch on Instagram. <laughs> what I do the majority, 80% of the time at a festival, I'm shaking my ass. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Throwing yeah. it. But um, <laughs> I feel like to win over a shuffle circle, you need a song that you love, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's way more fun and enjoyable if you know the song is coming and you love that song and you're right. like, you to go off, right? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Then you're like you're not even worried about like people watching you. You just love the song. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's really important. Just have a good time with it. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, I'm always the person that loves to break the ice for people. 
Mm-hmm. Like I'm at a circle, I'm like, do you shuffle? They're like, yes. I'm like, <laughs> did you go in yet? They're like, no. I'm like, come here, let's go. Yeah. You know, me and you. I love that. Yeah. And, you know, I'll hold their hand or something like that so that they get comfortable and then I'll let them go. And mm-hmm. then everybody's chanting for them. Oh. Yeah, ice is broken. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's like the biggest thing to get over. Like, obviously, if you're well versed in it, you just jump right in. But I feel like it's just getting the courage to like first go in there. That you oh, yeah. Oh, shit and bricks. I was like, I am not, I'm not even looking at it. I'm scared. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's definitely something that takes time, uh, you know, uh, for you to, you know, but I feel like I wouldn't necessarily rush someone unless, you know, like mm-hmm. if somebody told me no to like, let's go in. I would, I'd be like, okay, when you're ready and you're comfortable, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Or wait for a song that they love. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, that time will come. That ice break will come, and it'll be, like, the best feeling ever. Yeah, that's 100%. true. One, have you thrown your own shuffle circles? And if not, like, how did you build up your community of just, like, getting to know people within the festival scene? Well, okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> these are good questions. I feel like I'm on hot ones. No, no. <laughs> that would be amazing. Great. Yeah. I'd say, all right, so I went to Moonrise 2017. Mm-hmm. And, um, okay, your first question. Have I thrown my own shuffle circle? Yeah. I threw a trap meetup. Ah, okay. So basically, last year, I got the entire sh- shuffle community. I brought them in a boombox cartel at Izu. Oh, my God. Everybody headbanged and shake my ass and shake their ass. It was great. <laughs> That's awesome. You know what I'm saying? I had people had banged. Never before seen. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it was uh it was it was insane to have uh be on my friends' shoulders and I look around and I just see a hundred of my friends just throwing down. So all cool. Having yeah. a good time. Awesome. That's a great set too. I saw a little bit of that. Oh my god. I was I was about to have a fucking heart attack. It was great. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. So awesome. Yeah, so I guess is it just from meeting people out at festivals? Because I guess it kind of happens organically. Like I dropped a couple of my subscribers were in Chicago shufflers and told me they were having a meetup at Izu. So I was like, okay, I have to go over and just like watch and go say hi. Wait, so uh, Mama Tempa, you met Mama Tempa? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, she, uh, um, she met, I met her at Spring Awakening in Chicago and she kind of runs the Chicago scene for mm-hmm. the shufflers. And I, I love I love their vibes. They're amazing. Yeah, they're, yeah. You know, yeah, it, it does happen organically when you're going to all these festivals. You know, you meet people that that do the same thing as you, and they shuffle, and you know, you know, you try to stay connected through social media. It has like a lot of impact when it comes to the EDM scene. Um, that's how we stay connected. Yeah, uh, I feel like if social media wasn't a factor, you know, the community wouldn't be as big as it is. Uh, mm-hmm. As far as uh, you know. Because it's definitely grown uh, massively because, uh, you know, more people started going to festivals and uh, now, um, you know, shuffle meetups are are huge. And uh, I just, I feel like that's one of my favorite things about this community. The fact that, you know, the people you meet, you know, you meet so many amazing people because you guys have a common ground and, you know, they become like real friends. You guys start to hang out just even outside of EDM. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember grabbing, you know, grabbing food and uh, like a beer with like Mary Grace, Cece and Elena, after, you know, in EDC Orlando, just vibing and talking about life, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
No, it's so true. I feel there's so many people to meet in this community and it's like really cool. And it's, it's funny to meet people like to meet you and stuff like that when you see them on social media and you finally meet them in person. Yeah. So it's cool just to like branch out and stuff like that. But you also, I, I would say that TikTok now might become a factor. We got to chat about that. <laughs> Amir runs a lunchbox's TikTok guys. If you were unfamiliar, he's doing a great job. But there is a ton <laughs> of shuffling content on there now. And a lot of people who are just like teaching moves and like even EDM content in general. So like I'm like kind of nostalgic about TikTok. The reason why is because the, the thing about shuffling, you couldn't go up to like a random person and ask them like, you know what shuffling is? They probably say no. Mm -hmm. Like TikTok is getting into the point where everybody knows like, oh, that's what shuffling is, right? Like, right. You, know, yeah. you know, asking people, they ask like, what type of dance do I do? I was like, do you guys know what like shuffling? It, it used to always be a no. And then now people are like, yeah, yeah, I know what that is. Yeah. Wow. Like this is becoming like a big thing. Like this is amazing. Yeah. No, it is. It's definitely really cool. And it's interesting to see people's different styles too. Cause I know you were talking about that before like you like a little bit more of the aggressive style but everyone kind of has their own like flavor they throw into it oh yeah yeah no it's um you know you have like your cali influence which is more aggressive you know you know florida is all about the miami step okay. uh, which is a different type of footwork but it's amazing i love it i love okay. europe and the a lot of spanish countries are influenced by uh cutting shapes and shapes you know what i mean mm -hmm. so like the footwork in itself uh it's definitely like I feel like it's just whatever makes you feel good mm -hmm. to go with, you know? Yeah, yeah. Whatever kind of just like flows out of you. But oh, yeah. I'm glad you brought up Miami because I did. Before I let you go, I wanted to chat a little bit about Ultra. Okay, so for anybody listening or watching right now, there's sort of like a, a mix up here. So Amir and I spoke like a week ago and the second half of our conversation was us getting hype for Ultra and sharing our Miami Music Week plans. So I had to basically cut that half of the episode out. And here we are a week later after hearing the news that Ultra was postponed, essentially canceled until 2021. So I thought it'd be more interesting. I have no script written. I just figured we could just react and talk about it. And then we're still planning to attend Miami Music Week. So we could still share our plans and we're still hype as hell to go. Oh, yeah. This is uh. <laughs> Okay, so I think I should start it off by saying that I'm not mad at the situation um, because I look at it as like something where like a festival gets rained out. It's out of our control, you know. I don't particularly think that Miami is just out to get Ultra because, you know, if that was the case, they would have just moved Ultra out of Miami this year from Virginia Keys. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's something scary and new as far as like COVID-19 and everybody is freaking out. This is horrible timing. Um, people just started passing away in the U.S. from the virus. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate that it's like lining up with Ultra being in a couple of weeks. But, you know, we're going to make the best of it. I think it's going to be more intimate because mm. it's like we're all in like a group and, yeah. um, you know, and, you know, I'm going to make the best of it. You know, we can't control the situation. We can just mm. have as much fun as we can. Oh, no, I know. I feel the same way. I feel like it just, ha well, it obviously happened so fast in a matter of days, like from when they first said it. And I was like, there's no way, there's no way right. to, okay, they might postpone it. And then people reporting like, no, they're literally going to cancel it. So I just feel like it happened so fast. People didn't have time to like, feel this information, like have it come in and like, we're, we're traveling, but we're not like traveling internationally or, you know, we've done this festival before. So I'm trying to put myself in like the position of someone who would have been a first timer or is like making this huge trip. 
Right. And I like obviously understand how much I fucking sucks, but like, okay. you know, not that we're, you know, health professionals, but we're still going in Miami music week. Like we both love and would argue that it's like more, even more fun than ultra. So okay. for sure. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, it is uh, unfortunate the fact that, you know, people have, you know, their travel plans and I'm hoping that, you know, people can reach out to uh, the airlines that they used and see if they could get some type of refund. You know, yeah. there might be like a cancellation fee, but you know, um, it is what it is. You know, we gotta yeah. just deal with the situation and, and see what we can do uh, moving forward. Yeah, I agree. I, 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 some of the comments are hard to read too, because I feel like people are just frustrated right now. And they're saying like, oh, they were out to get ultra anyway. Like I'm, I agree with you. I think they're doing the responsible thing here. And they're right. saying like, it's not currently a problem here. And if we do this and it is a problem, and then now we have coronavirus in Miami and we have a huge population of like the elderly here, we're right. not inviting that into like our residents. So like they're doing the the better thing here to take care of their people, which is like what they should be doing. So it makes right. sense. <laughs> exactly. And like, you know, like ultra as a company, yeah. you know, having potentially, how, what could they say? Like uh, the reason why coronavirus spread across Florida, you know what I mean? Right. They, they can't have that on their name. You know what I mean? As a company, yeah. Yeah. Um, they already had that uh, issue with the venue last year and they're trying to bounce back mm -hmm. and they got the old venue back, which was great. But it's just the fact that, you know, it's out of it's out of their hands. The government got involved, yeah. and um, like even other festivals that are happening mid March in Miami are getting are getting canceled. Yeah. You know? It's unfortunate for uh, uh, for Ultra. You know, even the fact that like they bring so much money to Miami. That's why Miami didn't want to let them go after Virginia Keys. Mm -hmm. The revenue that they bring, the crowd. Um, you know, but over a hundred countries, like mm -hmm. in terms of like where people are coming from. Yeah, it's great. in one place. You know, this being a worldwide virus, um, you know, it does, you know, potentially ha have a lot of risk. So I get it 100%. Yeah, yeah, I know. And I, a lot of the comments, too, I was saying, because I feel like everybody just thinks they're an expert now. They're all like, oh, Disney World is still open and everything. But my brother was literally just in Disney World this week, too. And it's like, Disney World isn't, is already established. It's already open. It's more spread out. Like this is being built for one weekend and you're bringing tens of thousands of people in at one time in a small capacity. Like it's a completely different scenario than Disney World. Oh, <laughs> and sure. who knows? They might shut Disney World in a couple weeks. Like we don't fucking know. So. Right. Because the fact that like, it's not, it's not a big thing yet. You know what I mean? As far as like in Florida, but like Ultra has that potential of like a massive spread. Yeah. So many people in one place. Um, yeah. It's a big. It's a big festival. It's one of the country's bigger festivals. Mm -hmm. so, um, you yeah. know, we just have to take it with a grain of salt, and you know, mm -hmm. keep keep pushing forward. You know, it yeah. is what it is. Yeah, and I feel like we'll just take like precautionary measures too. Like, obviously, the last place I want to be right now is an airport, but it is what it is. Like, I'm still gonna go. I'm still gonna wash my hands. Like, do all the things I have to do, and I'm, still make it I'm down there. On that bitch with a hazmat suit. I'm telling you. <laughs> I know it's rough. You just gotta be careful. But I mean, again, like we're lucky because we're young and like we're mostly healthy for the most part. So right. You know, I, I get it. Like a lot of people are attending are younger and they just start thinking about having a good time right now. But you kind of just have to think about like, it's not necessarily about you. It's like you could make other people sick if you were to get sick who are elderly. And like, do you really want to do that? <laughs> exactly. Like I know that, you know, like in my case, I have my father and my grandmother. My father smoked for 40 years. He doesn't have the strongest lungs. So I know it's potentially fatal for him if he yeah. were to contract the virus. So like, I completely understand. Like I'm in those shoes where like I have 
people that are close to me that, mm-hmm. you know, this, this virus could affect, you right. know, not saying that it's like a plague that's going to wipe us out. Yeah. I personally don't feel that way at all. Mm-hmm. I think the flu is more deadly, you know, they're, it's a bug out of how fast it's spreading, but how many people get the flu every year? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just a new thing and they don't know what's going on. They don't have a vaccine. Yeah. So, the other thing I'm curious about, cause like the next question, and I want to talk about Miami music week too, sure. um, but the next thing is like everyone just jumping on this bandwagon of being like, well, which festivals are next? And EDC is next. And it's like, this is happening so quickly. That's in two months from now. You have no idea what's going to happen. And right. Movement Detroit actually put out a statement that was exactly what I was talking about in my ultra video. They were like, we're now monitoring the situation and we're taking like proper safety precautions. So I feel like this gives more time for festivals to like put a safety plan in action. To Try to figure it. out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, for sure. Like I, uh, like it just honestly depends on how this goes in the next couple months, in the next few months, in terms of festival season, like it could be good and it could be bad. You know what I mean? As far as like, you know, festivals go themselves, like, you know, there's a potential, I think of maybe the bigger festivals getting shut down and, you know, mm-hmm. maybe the smaller ones, you know, being yeah. okay. Cause yeah. I know there was a uh, 25,000 people yeah, you know, I was watching, I was watching your video, um, prior to this, uh, but yeah, it's, um, we're just gonna have to see what happens as far as like how the country prepares for mm-hmm. what's going on and take it from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, that's what I'm telling people. I'm like, you kind of just, I'm choosing to just remain positive. Cause I just can't live in a state of worry every day about things that are going to happen like down the line that you have no control over like what is that going to help it's not going to help anybody and like commenting things on it isn't going to help anybody you're just further like creating hysteria (laughs) around the situation so yeah we'll definitely see about everything like that but yeah I have UBW in April and so far Disco Donnie is like tweeting about the stages so I'm like that's a smaller festival I hope knock on wood everything's fine with that because I'm going <laughs> I, really, I really hope that you know nothing happens to Ubi you know yeah let's see the Texas man so I know and it depends I feel like it's such a state by state basis right now too because it depends on like the state of coronavirus right now like where you're at you know right like I know that prior to them having a meaty meeting um like the day before ultra uh not ultra florida declared a uh state of emergency yeah something like that. yeah so you know i feel like that's when the panic started to happen but mm-hmm. um you know we're gonna we're gonna see what happens all you can do now my advice is just take the steps that you need to take to protect yourself you mm-hmm. know just don't touch your face wear gloves outside that's what that's what i'm doing yeah I'm gonna, and keep your hands constantly clean wash your phone case i mean um mm-hmm. your phone clean constantly because the virus can live up to 90 hours on it yeah um, like wipes and stuff like that and uh you know god willing everything will be fine yeah and if you're sick stay home too like i know oh, yeah. i'm actually working from home for the next two months so it was a kind of perfect timing <laughs> so it's like been in the house for seven days um but like if you're sick even if it's just a cold or something like that like just stay home if you can and like if you even had if like say you're sick now and you have Miami Music Week plans, like that's up to you to decide, but like maybe stay home just for the better of everyone. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Sure. Like, you know, it's not only, it's not only your health, it's just the potential health of everyone around you. you yeah, know? exactly. For sure. But turning to a more positive side, I would positive. love to get people hype about Miami Music Week. <laughs> Here's oh, the okay. What do you love about Miami and what would you tell people who haven't done it before? All right. 
So first of all, because I'm from the Northeast, so fucking palm trees are amazing. Let me tell you. <laughs> I first time I went to Miami, I FaceTimed my mom. I was like, "Mom, look." <laughs> I started hugging. And I was like, "This is amazing. I'm gonna stay right here for like an hour." <laughs> you know, the weather, the scenery, absolutely amazing. If you've never been to Miami, it looks like fucking Mount Olympus. It's it's mm -hmm. it's great. Um, as far as Miami nightlife, I think they're number one in the country personally. Mm -hmm. Motherfuckers party till like 10 a.m. <laughs> then go to the beach. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You get back home at 11 p.m. Like, oh, let's get ready. No, boo-boo, take a nap. You're going out at three. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The people especially, I love the Miami vibe. Florida vibe in general is amazing. And Miami Music Week, the lineups, dude. Yeah. It's oh. just like mind-boggling. Um, And I believe that there will be, my prediction is that they're going to drop a shit ton more of like events and parties for you know because things obviously going to get sold out sold out um yeah. but there are artists that aren't planning to play Miami Music Week that they're like but we still want to play for the people right so I think that there's going to be some sort of like more events being added mm -hmm. you know I feel like they're that's my prediction but yeah. Miami's definitely the spot like it's like you know it's a good time for sure oh my god I'm so excited I know like yeah Besides the events, like the weather, I can't wait for. I just have like a beach day and stuff like oh. that. Oh my God, I can't wait. <laughs> First thing I'm doing, straight to South Beach. All right, because listen, people, I look like I I'm pale as shit, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, yeah. It hasn't been hot in a minute up here. So right. straight to the beach, tanning mm -hmm. oil, cinnamon, this Puerto Rican thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, that's the plan. Yeah, yeah, no, we have to. I mean... I'm just so excited. I agree with you on the lineups and stuff like that. Cause so this is the chain of events that happened in my world this week when they said it, it was two days ago, right? Wednesday, you know, I was on the phone with the lunchbox team and we were like buying up tickets like crazy. Cause we hadn't purchased Miami music week event tickets at all. And I was like, what the, these are still on. This right. is all people have now. Like this shit is going to sell out so fast. So if anybody's listening and hasn't bought tickets, go check what's left. There's right. so many events and like genres of whatever you're into. Um, but I agree. Like I saw Gareth Emery tweet like, oh, I have non-refundable flights booked there. I'm still playing. I'm trying to figure it out. And he, I don't think he was on too many things. So like Eric Prids is notably absent from me, like Miami Music Week events. So I'm like, right. can Prids throw something for the love of God? Like I would love, love that. God. I know. And like Above and Beyond isn't on anything. So, but like Anjuna Beats has a show. So it's like maybe these people will make appearances at the parties because they're associated with them or maybe there will be crazier back-to-backs like I just think we're going to see more of that popping up so it's going to be special for sure like um you know maybe for that brownies and lemonade we'll get that nightmare back-to-back -back jaw set you know what I'm saying I know <gasps> bitch I would die <laughs> right me too bitch. <laughs> oh my god yeah you never know I know it's gonna be crazy and brownies and lemonade is known for having some crazy shit but on the topic let's chat about what we have tickets to <laughs> right Did you buy anything yet or no um so i have seven lines um okay. i have uh i am going to um mk for okay. sure because that's my fucking baby daddy yeah um <laughs> i know that we're also doing chris lake on sunday mm -hmm. we are doing you know, i'm sorry black book records i can't wait they haven't announced the lineup yet but i'm like home tight noise maybe some walker royce i don't know wait what is black book records i've never it's, heard it's chris lake's like uh record label and like some Ooh. yeah so like i was reading 
some of the people that he had at like Black Book took over Stereo Bloom at EDC last year. And it was like Walker and Royce, Noizu. And then he's also released songs with like Green Velvet, Solardo. So all these people are potential options for this party. This tech house banger. Uh Yep. No, it's going to be so good. So I can't imagine now who like else is going to be playing. Right. Um, I'm also planning on doing, I might make an appearance at uh, Drum Code um, after that Chris Lake, because uh, it's Sunday, but Drum Code plays for like 48 hours. Oh, interesting. And, and Rico is going to be there. <laughs> I'm writing this down. Wait, I have to talk to the team about this. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, the thing is, is that I know like the initial issue for me was like Drum Code is really expensive because like Miami's techno is fucked. So like, you know, everybody's okay. hopping on those tickets. Got it. Um, I'm going to see what I can do to make an appearance because all my sucio is going to be out there. Oh. Certified, baby. Sorry. Nice. You're good. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'm most uh, doing that. What are we do- Wait, is that Black Book Saturday? Black Book's the pool party Sunday, and then we have House of Wax Saturday night. Ooh. Wax, wax my ass. Love yeah. <laughs> We had to do that. No, the only things we like we kept open right now is um like friday during the day and saturday during the day are pretty open but we like that's the beautiful thing about miami we were saying like let's just go to south beach and do some bar hopping and go to the beach like i want to just enjoy too so the tickets are expensive that's the one thing is like i probably spent over a hundred something dollars just buying up those tickets the other night right um and then i'm curious to hear what your thoughts on this everything we've purchased so far is either a pool party or like a warehouse so we don't have any nightclub tickets and the only tricky thing is those were going for like 80 to 100 dollars for a fucking entry which is insane it makes sense but yeah i mean are there any clubs you would recommend that you like more than others okay okay (laughs) so i'm gonna tell you about my first club experience oh please do (laughs) so my boy hits me up like yo my first time in Miami, he's like, yo, come to this club called The Levin. Andrew Rail's playing. And you know, I'm just like, okay, cool. Like, he's like, I got a surprise for you. I don't know what the fuck that meant. So right. it's like 3am. I hop in this Uber. Um, and uh, we get to this club. Um, and I get, there's a bunch of like, like collared shirts. Everybody, I'm in fucking cargo shorts. All right. I look like <laughs> I was, I am so underdressed. Yeah. Promoter comes out to get me this long ass line. I'm like, all right, cool. I get in. Turns out this is a strip club. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 20 years old. <laughs> Never been to a strip club before. And it happens to be the biggest strip club in like the East Coast. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I, I didn't know what the fuck to do. I was just like, mom, help me. I in awe? Yeah. Pick me up, I'm scared. Like, I don't right, know. Right, right. <laughs> That's amazing. It's supposed to be crazy though, right? Like, Lemon is wild. It's like, it's a combination of like, really good production mm-hmm. like uh wild like uh they have like co2 coming out it's fucking crazy and then there's obviously like strippers everywhere it's yeah. uh, it's well, uh, pretty wild. i'm interested because well so my one thinking with the nightclubs that because i don't mind like i'm down to go get dressed up and like do that whole thing one night but because that's the other thing guys dress code like really pay attention to where you're going and like make sure you're dressed appropriately yeah um <laughs> like with like most nightclubs they are lenient like you can't like i know for a fact that you can't wear like colorful like vans or like you know what i mean like i think you could get away with like there's certain type of shoes that you can wear that are comfortable you know what i mean mm-hmm. you just definitely have to like look on their dress code policies on their websites and just make sure that you're good because you don't want to get turned on at the door 
Um, right, right. So I do recommend Eleven. I recommend Space Miami. Okay. Um, space is wild. You party till 10 a.m. Oh. After hours, there's a big glass roof on the terrace. Uh, so the sun comes up, and now it looks like you're partying in the day. You're like, the fuck? It was just dark like five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's space the one, um, Treehouse? Have you been there? That one looks cool. Treehouse, I haven't been to. Um, I know a lot of friends that do go. It's um, a smaller venue. They're like known for more tech house events. And uh, Treehouse is fire. It's uh, one of their more like more intimate spots, you know, because they have places like Story and Live that are, right, right, right. you know, our, their version of uh, like our marquee and Lavo. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, Interesting. I know. I'm, tr- I'm curious because I-, I personally, when I went in 2017, we did Story, which was really fun. But like, I guess this time around, just based on like how expensive the tickets are and knowing now that like all of the population that was going to go to Ultra is probably going to be going to the biggest like touristy spots, which are going to be Live and Eleven. I was like, oh, yeah. I kind of want to avoid some of the more popular nightclubs just because I cannot even imagine how fucking packed they're going to be. Oh yeah. Dick to uh, ass. It's going to be horrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I personally like I know space is pretty spacious. Eleven is a big club. It's just, you know, the more mainstream artists are going to get, uh, obviously, I think a bigger crowd, in my opinion. Yep. Um, drum code, I know it's sold out. Oh, okay. Um, guys, be careful, because there's a lot of people that do scam. Like, if you're copying tickets off someone, make sure it's somebody you know from a friend or some type of connection. Yeah. You no, know, I've heard stories Somebody walks up to the door, be like, yo, this ticket got scanned like 25 times. You got, you got played. Oh my God. So it, it gets sketchy out there. Make sure you have some type of uh, relationship in some type of way to the person you're buying your ticket from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. And I would say too, like, we, I mean, we bought tickets. I don't really have any like promoter connections in Miami. It's kind of like not like Vegas like that. But I just remember us, even on the ticket line, it was Marshmallow playing Story it was such a long line just to get in. And I remember seeing these people trying to like cut to the front of the line because they thought they knew people and thought they could get in. And they were all like, yeah, if you don't have a fucking ticket, like get to the back of the line or you're screwed because it's completely sold out at this point. So I would just buy them just to be safe. For sure. Like, yeah, guys, like try to copy your tickets as soon as possible if you can. Um, It'll save you the headache of trying to find a ticket. Mm -hmm. You know, when personally, when I go on these things, I like to be prepared. It's a vacation. It's a good time. You don't want to be hassled with all these like obstacles. You know what I mean? Especially when you're down there, have everything ready, set, know your plan and just have a good time. You know? Yeah, totally. And go early. I mean, the tricky thing is like some of the tickets we're saying like before 3 p.m. entry and stuff like the bigger artists are going to go on like later in the evening, probably because yeah. the day parties, it says like 12 p.m. to 11 p.m. So like, Chris Lake's probably going to be playing his show at like 8 p.m. or 9 p.m. Yeah, so it just like depends on when you want to get there and like how long you can sort of like last <laughs> at these yeah, parties. For sure. Like personally for me, I bought like an early ticket that I had to go dumb early, mm-hmm. putting on tanning oil, right? Um, yeah, they're like a statue for like five hours. I was yeah. like, I got to wait here. I'm going to look like a boppy in the end. All right. <laughs> Yeah. I know it's like you got to pace yourself with drinking because like the drinks are gonna be so fucking expensive by the end of the day. But oh, a hundred percent. Like, prepared. you know, that's another thing. Like, you have to think about. This is something that I had to learn the hard way. Like, be careful when you're partying during the day in the sun. It takes a toll on you at night. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. um, the sun drains you. So yeah. definitely, if you're going to a pool party and then a event at night, pace yourself during the day because mm-hmm. you will be shot if you go like. Yep. 
balls deep, hard as fuck. It's like, you know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta pace yourself. Yep. And don't overdo it too much with substances and drink water, please people. Drink water. <laughs> yeah. 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 hundred percent. I don't think I said either. So we, the only difference we are doing is I have tickets to the hell deep pool party Thursday and then we're doing dead bites at night, which is crazy. That's going to be Zed's dead back to back jaws. I was like, I can't miss jaws. Oh, yeah. That, uh, that lineup is like stupid fire. Now I have to make a decision because I'm going to MK, which is somewhat similar, like to hell deep, what you guys are doing yeah. uh, like in terms of its house music. Right. And I have, Dead Bites, Seven Lines. I already have my Seven Lines ticket. Now I got to figure out, do I want to cry or do I want to headbang? <laughs> so. I know. It's so tricky. Well, Seven Lines is going to be amazing, especially because he wasn't playing Ultra. So that's like such a nice like thing to have like within the weekend. And right. I know, believe me, Seven Lines is my favorite artist. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I, some of the people on the Ophelia showcase, I just don't listen to as much. So all the openers, I was like, eh, I, don't, I don't really like care to see any of these people. And that's why like the back-to-backs on Dead Bites, I was like, holy fucking shit right like it's more of like in terms of your like preference mm-hmm. like some people might like seven lines more as an artist but they're getting more for their buck at dead bites right you know what I mean? exactly yeah is, uh, a situation where i have to figure out what i want to do but yeah. we're sure. setting up though some of the team is like doing different things throughout the weekend and stuff but that's like the fun of miami music week there's just gonna be a million things going on there's endless options i would still like if people have all their stuff booked and ready to go like I still think it's worth the trip personally so I'm I'm telling people (laughs) 100% like it's definitely worth the money um you know unfortunately you don't get that big festival production but you still get the vibes you still get the festival vibe just in like closing what do you have any thoughts on ultra like moving forward and these tickets because we haven't heard they sort of were like you're going to get an email on Monday with next step so that doesn't really mean a full refund we haven't we have no idea what's going to happen i think they're seeing the comments and they're like we definitely you know have to have to give the option yeah. of refunds or like you know because it sucks as a company like you know i'm pretty sure the money that they got they reinvested into like the festival obviously and what they were preparing to do mm-hmm. you know they paid for the stages and you know they were getting ready to move everything in but you know the people they, they have to get their money back. If people yeah. want to reserve their ticket for next year, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, but that refund option has to be there 100%. Um, yeah. And I feel like that's what they're going to do. Like, you know. No, that's what I was tricky. I was like, I can't imagine. Obviously, they, these events like of this size have insurance and stuff like that. And the city, like the mayor was saying, like, we, we don't want to get rid of Ultra. Like, we obviously want it to come back. That's why we're postponing it. But I just wonder the difference between calling it like a postponement and a cancellation. I'm like, I wonder if they're going to say, oh, like you have credit towards the festival next year or something like that, which would be very interesting. So, I mean, by the time this episode is out, well, people will already know the answer. But right. <clears throat> I personally think that both options should be there. I mean, it's nice of them if they want to like, hey, we can reserve your ticket for next year so you don't have to worry about it. That's cool. Yeah. But one option I feel like has to be there mm-hmm. because people might be losing their money on flights, on their Airbnbs, on their hotels. At least give them something back. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Because it sucks. It's something that nobody could control. But mm-hmm. you know, as a company, you know, you got to accommodate, yeah. you got to accommodate the peoples. You know what I mean? You gotta, they come first. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. At Tomorrowland Winter was canceled and they fully refunded people's tickets and then they gave them 10%, I believe, towards Tomorrowland Winter 2021 and they're getting like a voucher for Tomorrowland Belgium tickets, which is like, that's the way to do it. 
So they could buy the tickets first for Tomorrowland in Belgium, right? Yeah, I think they have like, a, it's at a separate time to purchase, which is like, that's one way to treat your uh, fans. It's pretty great. Yeah, I mean, um, it's interesting how they're going to handle it. Like, you know, I feel like they'll figure out some way. Hopefully there'll be something a little bit more as an incentive for the people. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Hey, sorry, but, you know, we'll uh, host some events in Miami for Miami Music Week. We'll throw our own, like, you know, something, right. you know. We'll just have to wait and see, you know, honestly, I'm just worried about, you know, getting my stuff together, getting a haircut, because I look like a caveman. <laughs> I know, I was like, okay, I, I kind of got to shift what I'm packing for Ultra, because I was like not thinking totally that I would be attending all these events, but um, it's going to be a great time. I really appreciate your opinion on everything. Oh, thank so you. So excited. <laughs> We're going to have a great fucking time. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. If you're going to Miami and you see me, come say hi. Don't be scared to give me a fat hug. Yes. Because uh, <laughs> I love you. Um, yep. Shuffle meetups. Are they happening? Hopefully at some of the shows. So check this out. Um, I know there will be uh, a Sucio meetup. I'm thinking, we were thinking of maybe throwing it at Bayfront Park, you know? Ooh, um, okay. Yeah, right, yeah. Where, right where main stage was going to be at. Right, right, right. Bring big ass speakers. So we have friends at DJ just fucking throw down. Um, as far as information, guys, uh, all the shufflers, you know, I will be sending everything out to them from my end and them to me. We're gonna be posting everything as far as like the get togethers we're gonna do. Guys, we still wanna have a good time. We want you guys all to be there because this is a community, you know. And you, it, uh, the fun starts with us, you know, as the people. So. Totally agree. Where, so where can people find you? <laughs> like on social media? Yeah, yeah. Oh, find me at uh, at I am long. Um, also, find us at uh, Lunchbox Fam on TikTok. You know the vibes. But yeah, guys, can't wait to see you there. Love yeah. you. Thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Alrighty, you guys. Thank you so much, Amir, for coming on this week. That was so much fun. Loved chatting with him, you guys. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Um, again, I'm just really excited to have other ravers and other people in this community come on and share their stories and I have been dying to talk to a shuffler and I know you guys were very interested in that topic as well. So I really hope you enjoyed our conversation today and maybe you learned something new. Maybe you'll go look up some shuffle meetups in your city, wherever you're loca located at, or maybe some shuffle dance classes and things like that. I promise. Really fun. I really enjoyed the one I took in New York City, so I recommend it. It was very much a hard workout. I will say that. <laughs> But yeah, you guys go follow Lunchbox Fam on TikTok so you can see Amir's work in action. Follow him on Instagram at i.am.long. He has so many funny videos, guys. Seriously, such a personality. It's so much fun watching the content he creates. And again, his dance moves are fucking killer. So you guys, if you see us out and about at our Miami Music Week events, please come over and say hello. Uh, we definitely still plan on doing meetups. Um, we just have to figure out like as a team where we're going to do them and how big we're going to make them. So again, you can follow me on Instagram at Emma Capotis. You guys can also follow the lunchbox at it's the lunchbox on Instagram. And Amir again is at i.am.long. And we really hope to see you out. If you guys see Amir throwing it back anywhere at a pool party or whatever, go give him a big hug and tell him you heard his episode on Rave culture cast 
And I think that's all I have. Let's jump right into EDM news. So we touched a lot on the Ultra announcement. I feel like we said everything we have to say, so I don't really want to cover it too much other than just to say um, I have a full video on my YouTube channel with my thoughts and my initial reaction to everything. And I also discuss on there uh, what I think this means for music festival season this year. Um, I am choosing to have a really hopeful and positive positive attitude because that's just the person that I am I think it's really easy to start speculating what's going to happen but the truth is we really don't know at this point and things could develop quickly things could be completely different in two months from now so I just don't think there's any use in worrying about something that's completely out of our control you guys just got to see what happens and I feel like it's going to be a case-by-case basis some festivals are still going on as Per usual, uh, Okeechobee is happening this weekend. So guys, um, you know, I know it's stressful and you want to say like, is EDC going to be canceled, blah, blah, blah. But we just don't know at this point. So that's kind of my thoughts on it. Go check out that video if you want to hear more from me and more of my thoughts on that situation. But other than that, let's just get into the rest of EDM news. Like this past week has been crazy with announcements and things like that. So let's go ahead and get right into that. I'm going to start off with a festival announcement. So Moonrise has finally come out with their dates. I have been patiently waiting (laughs) for this to drop um, because if some of you guys didn't know, I have been saying that this is the first year that I want to attend Moonrise. I always say that I'm going to go. I never make it happen. So this year it's happening. I'm definitely going to go. But the news, okay, so it is happening August 7th to the 9th, which actually surprised me because I was pretty sure that Moonrise was always mid-August, so this was a weekend earlier than I thought it was going to be. Nonetheless, I can still go, so I'm going to do it. Uh, Tickets are now on sale, and the other big thing is it is expanding to three days, which is huge news. Moonrise was always a Saturday and Sunday festival event. I don't really think that it made me feel either way about it. Like that wasn't something that deterred me from going. Um, I feel like some two-day festivals can have just as big of an impact as three-day festivals. But I know a lot of people are really excited. And for me, it just makes it even more worth the travel if it's three days. So yeah, guys, stay tuned for the vlogs and the content around that. Uh, I'll definitely be having meetups and all that fun stuff. So looking forward to that. Um, I think that's it. We don't have any lineups announced yet, but I'll keep you guys posted on Moonrise News. Uh, Up next is Ubby Dubby. So again, I'm still waiting for any major announcements as far as like map and set times. But I think as of today, when I'm recording, it's 50 days away from the festival. I'm so excited, guys. Texas fam, I'm coming for you. <laughs> so this is also going to be my first Ebby Debbie. And at Real Disco Donnie, uh, who I believe is the founder and is in charge of throwing Ebby Debbie. So he is, he's a good person to follow on Twitter if you guys want to stay like in the loop of what's been going on and any latest developments with Ebby Debbie. So he actually tweeted a sneak peek at what the festival grounds are looking like so it's just an overhead shot of the map um right outside of globe life park stadium which i believe is a baseball stadium right there yeah so i have it pulled up um this was tweeted on february 24th so you guys can go check it out he basically highlighted in red how big the festival is going to be essentially so you can see it because a lot of people were like speculating this is a new venue for the festival this year it's a pretty big space and it looks like there's like a lake or something right in the middle of it but 
it's pretty big. It looks like it takes over part of a parking lot. Um, he tweeted to bring your wheelie sneakers with you. <laughs> so I don't know. It might be a lot of walking. I hear it gets very hot in Texas in April. So yeah, just stay hydrated, you guys. Um, and I'll keep you posted on any more developments there. But I'm very, very excited to see what else unfolds. What else do I have for you guys? Um, this is just a completely random note. I don't really talk about dating or relationships on here too much. But Rez and Lucy are reportedly dating. I'm very happy for them. They look like a cute couple. They were tweeting back and forth. And then, you know, a bunch of these like EDM news sites picked up that Rez was popping into one of um, Lucy's Instagram lives and was like saying things to her. So very cute. We're happy for them. We love that little couple. Uh, In other news, okay, Beyond Wonderland is coming to the gorge. Oh my God. I feel like some people are just so fucking excited for this. I am a New Jersey native, so I don't think I fully understand my West Coast ravers. I have yet to go out to a show in California or pretty much anywhere on the West Coast. So I still understand the impact of this and I understand how incredible the gorge is. Like I would argue it's probably one of the most beautiful venues in the United States. It's very high up on my bucket list next to Red Rocks. But there were some issues I had talked about in a previous episode with um, Paradiso. So I don't think that festival is happening this year because Insomniac through that festival in partnership with, I'm forgetting the the name of it, but another production company and Insomniac is currently suing them. They owe them a ton of money for not paying certain artist fees and a whole bunch of things. So it was a little unsure of like what was going to happen there, but it sounds like Beyond Wonderland might be replacing Paradiso because Insomniac is still moving forward with throwing their own festival. And it was also in Pasquale's State of Insomniac address where he talked about uh, Beyond Wonderland making its return to the Pacific Northwest. So there you go. It says it's happening in summer 2020. That's the only information we have so far. There's no specific dates or anything like that. But all these festivals are so exciting and getting piled on. Like I would absolutely love to experience that. But at this point, I don't think I can afford another festival this summer. So we'll see, but I'm sure a lot of you guys, you know, that's a big one to attend. I would personally go if you can make it. And in more lineup news, Shambhala finally announced their lineup, which is really exciting. Uh, Let me pull it up here. It's kind of similar to me, I guess you would say, to like an Electric Forest lineup where there, there is some EDM, but it's not entirely EDM. Like you definitely have a lot of other types of artists on here you definitely have a lot of bass as well so it's cool and this is the 23rd annual Shambhala it's in British Columbia it's July 24th to the 27th and again it's a major camping festival but they have all different kinds of things like wellness shops wellness shops wellness workshops um like I said different levels of camping and art installations and all cool stuff I have heard nothing but positive things. Um, A lot of people have told me this is their favorite festival that they attend every year. So, you know, I hope to attend it. It was on my bucket list. So anyway, I can't go this year, but I'll just name a couple highlights. I'm also doing a, a festival review on my YouTube channel, you guys. So stay tuned for that. But really quickly, glancing at it, um, Ikali, Mala, Rez, Richie Houghton, Arl Grime, Seven Lions, Seven Lions is on this. <laughs> Slander, Subtronics, Test Pilot. That's a big one. Uh, What's So Not is on here. Uh, 1788L. And anybody else I want to call out? Chris Lorenzo. Bitch, get at me with that. 
Io is on here. What? Destructo. That's another fun house. Dr. Fresh, Space Jesus, Said the Sky, Whipped Cream. Yeah, Walker and Voice. What? This is what happens. This is when the, the festival FOMO kicks in, when I start to read lineups like this. <laughs> but anyway, very exciting. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if tickets are even still available yet. But anybody going this year, I hope you have fun. Hopefully, I'll, I will be joining you in the near future. Alrighty, you guys, that is it for today's episode. Again, I would absolutely love it if you guys would please rate and review on iTunes. Go subscribe over on my YouTube channel. Give a follow today on Spotify, wherever you guys are listening from. I would really, really appreciate it if you guys would make it your stories today and tag at Rave Culture Cast and at Emma Capotis on Instagram, on Twitter, wherever you want to put it. Um, share a link with your Rave fam today. Uh, Thank you guys so much for spreading the word about this. And I cannot wait to be back with a new episode. Please send in your Listener of the Week nominations and your submissions to either the Ground Control episode or the Parents Who Rave episode. I'm very excited to work on that one for you. So that's all I've got for you guys. I hope you all have an awesome week. Sending you good vibes wherever you're at today. And I will be back next Wednesday with a new episode. Peace. Doesn't be I, 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 I.